Joining us next on Football America is a couple guests. We got Tanner Tesman, who plays for Venezia and Serie A, and Johan Gomez, who plays for FSV Zwickau in the German third tier. Uh, together, they have a podcast. We're going to get into that podcast in just a little bit. But first things first, gentlemen, welcome, welcome to Football America. It's great to have you with us. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> no, thanks, thanks, for having um, us. Right. thanks for having us. So, so let's get into this thing. Um, I, I'm very interested always when not players who are retiring decide to start a podcast because everybody's doing that. Herc's, Herc's you know, one of many examples. Uh, but when guys who are in the game decide to start a podcast. So uh, explain to us first kind of where this idea came from. Tanner, I know your, your relationship goes way back, right? You guys have been boys since like FC Dallas Academy days. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We, uh, we started playing in the academy since I was 14. So that was like U15s, I, I believe. And yeah, we started playing together um, every day, being together in the locker room, uh, building a good relationship. But the podcast idea really started our our uh, last year together. We went to uh, when we made our run to the finals, and um, yeah, we we were talking, and you know, we're funny, and and we have big futures ahead of us, and we have good connections. So we we thought it was possible to to do a podcast, and you know, it was for fun. But then we kind of took it serious and, and came up with a good name and and also a good like story behind it, and. I think it's doing, you know, well for us. So it's not something we put too much effort into, but it's it's a good time. The Yo, name is Chum Chat. Who came up yeah. with the name? That's what I want to know. Come on, come on. Who came up with the name? <laughs> your, All right, you, you guys are boys, right? So uh, Sebi and I are boys, and we often, like pretty much every single day we have a production meeting, are getting in an argument, a fight, over what we want to talk about. How do you guys choose what you want to talk about and how you want to go about it? Um, I think I'll take this one. I think, um, I don't know, we, we've always kind of seen eye to eye on that kind of thing. I think we just, we talk about it a little bit. It's not much of an, I don't think we've ever had an argument about what we're going to talk about. I mean, Tan, trust me, if I say that we're going to talk about something and I trust him, if he says that we need to talk about something. So I get, if he gets a guest on, I'll let him take the lead on it. And if I get a guest on, I'll take the lead on it and he'll kind of, you know, sit in the back seat. So that's the way, that's our dynamic and it, it works pretty good, I think. So I, I like the episodes when you get the guests on, right? That's cool. But my favorite episodes are the ones that I've heard of Chum Chat are, are when it's just you guys, right? Because then you're kind of taking us inside the national team, inside the locker room. Um, Tell me, Tanner, how do you guys draw the line between um, what you want to say and what you can publicly say? It's tough. And I'm sure you guys know it's tough. Um, but especially as like current footballers, it's tough to say, you know, a lot of these uh, podcasts you see with retired players, they're able to dive into these stories about when they were in the locker room or the coach or different things. And we can't do that. You know, we can't we can't dive in too much about about how we're doing and you know, we don't want to give too much away to the public and the media. So uh, there will be a time. I think me and John both know there will be a time uh, in the future where we get to talk about our, our true experiences and, and, and everything we've have done in football. But uh, but no, I mean, we, we try to we try to keep it as clean as possible and, you know, talk about things that, that motivate both of us and that we want to hear about and that we enjoy talking about. So I guess that's the, the best way we do it. Uh, Johan, oftentimes when, when I talk to my current footballer friends, I notice like a little hesitation. Like when we get to the soccer part, they're like, ah, I don't want to say too much. When you get a guest on, are they ever a little bit hesitant of what they maybe can or will say with you guys? It's actually a great question. That's so funny that you asked that because we had our a guest on uh, yesterday and I won't say who it was, but um, 
we were, he was so candid about everything. And I was telling him that that's something we struggle with at times that we always talk to our guests after we finish recording. And a lot of times there's so much more open and experience in certain things that it's kind of like you wish they had said that on air, but you understand why they're, they're a little bit more reserved. They have a little bit of a, of a podcast voice and then they're back to their normal selves afterwards, which is tough to, to measure, but you know, it just comes with the territory. I don't want to make it sound like these guys aren't like talking about interesting stuff though, right? I mean, if you listen to their podcast, you're getting some some insights. I, I won't say breaking news, although Tanner, I think maybe maybe on the FC Dallas transfer front, you may have, may have gotten out ahead of the team on one or two. <laughs> um, but I mean, it, really, it is really insightful stuff, not just like with the national team camps, which people never get that window, but also like if you're an FC Dallas fan, the insight that you guys have into their preseason and stuff is fascinating. Um, and it really is interesting to me, Tanner, because you, you talk about that stuff. And when you say it on the podcast, I think you even verbalize it. You're like, maybe we'll cut this. Maybe we have to cut this not. But then a lot of it you end up leaving in. What's the response that you get from that, both from, I guess, FC Dallas fans, national team fans that are like, hey, thanks for this access. But then also from the people at FC Dallas and the people who run the national team. Yeah, man, it's it's tough to find that balance. And I, that's why you always hear me saying, oh, maybe we'll cut this out. But uh <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the fans, the, the fans love it. I mean, they, uh, we get messages and they want to hear more and, and uh, I have a good insight with FC Dallas, you know, I have a lot of relationships there and so does John, um, being in the academy and, and it's, it's cool to be able to share a little bit, uh, give a little, uh, sneak peek for, for the fans. But, uh, yeah, I mean, finding that balance is really important for us and, you know, we don't want to give too much away because obviously FC Dallas and the national team, those are things that both of us cherish and we, we support fully and, want to see do well so yeah it's we we haven't really gotten any messages from uh either of them much, but I, I think we do a good balance um with that and uh uh honestly i'm gonna plug this a little bit me and john have something that works with fc dallas coming up very shortly um doing a little collab so we'll be be excited for that stay tuned that's all i'm gonna say any hint a host and a promoter right a host and a yeah. promoter look at that <laughs> Hey, let me ask you guys something. You guys both came out of FC Dallas. It's in the States, in MLS, a famed youth academy. Uh, if, if Major League Soccer got rid of the homegrown territories, do you think FC Dallas would be as strong? What I mean is, if all of a sudden you had the choice of LA, New York, if other clubs can bid for your services, do you think FC Dallas would be as strong? Uh, you want to take this one, Sam? <laughs> No, I would, I would just say it's a, it's a weird concept to think about, but uh, I think we would be even stronger because if you're letting us buy our academies, I mean, we have access to the whole country. We're in it sometimes a ton of home, so I think it's stronger, in my opinion. Johan? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I kind of think the same. I mean, Tan came from Alabama, from Alabama as well, so... I mean, I don't know. I think we'd be even stronger, like you said, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if we really need that. You know, we have the strongest and, and we get guys from just around the area. Facts. So, I mean, Dallas is talented. Um, it's so deep. I mean, I don't even think we'd be going to scratch the surface of what's truly there. I'm interested to hear you say that, right? Because you're both FC Dallas guys, FC Dallas mm -hmm. Academy guys, but neither of you really spent like a huge ton of time with the first team. Uh, Tanner, I'll start with you. How do you feel about that? Because I'd imagine when you're in the academy, like that's the dream, that's the goal. And then really before you ever got to enjoy that, you were you were off to, to Europe. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a little different for me than John. I'm, I'm from Alabama, so before the before 14, I didn't even. I mean, I hardly knew what MLS was. I never been to a game. I didn't know. So, um, been in the first team for a short amount of time, um, especially especially during COVID. It was tough. You know, it was it was tough not being able to interact with the fans having meet and greets, uh, interacting with the, uh, the youth. Uh, it was tough. And it, you know, that kind of tainted my, my experience a little bit, I think, but you know, I'm grateful for it and, um, it is what it is. And I'm, I'm, I made great memories with FC Dallas as the first team, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is the goal. And, and when you're in the academy, that's, that's what they tell you, you know, is it's how to get to the, the homegrown level and what, what steps you need to take. So, uh, yeah. Tanner, you've already gotten a taste of the national team. My question here is for Johan. Johan, you actually have a choice of two national teams. Um, has, there any, has there been any contact from the Mexican national team, from the U.S. men's national team, about your future, about where you're leaning to, about what you're thinking? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I'd say there has been a little bit on, on both fronts. Um, obviously, I haven't debuted with anything as Tanner, uh, as you said about Tanner, but um, obviously you have the Olympics coming up. Not coming up, but that's the cycle that I'd be a part of, uh, whether with U.S. or Mexico. Um, you know, there hasn't been anything too strong, but I know that, you know, Mexico definitely is tracking my progress, as is the U.S., but um, that's all I've heard from yeah, either federation so far. I know the Mexican Federation is tracking your brother, obviously the uh, the American Federation as well. Like, how, how do you see that from your brother's perspective and, and being a, a prospect that is, you know, stuck between the two it's almost like being like a high school football recruit i imagine tanner from alabama you know a little bit about that um and i know you know about that because you were a, a high school football recruit but um what's it like for your brother and kind of seeing it from your perspective Johan? yeah it's a good question i think i kind of expected it also um you know me and my brother are super close so i live what he lives almost you know i i talk to him every day so he tells me everything that's going on in his mind and i know the struggle that he's kind of going through right now um, and hopefully it's a struggle that I have to go through pretty soon also. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just having to choose, you know, uh, you know, your heart is with both of them. You know what I mean? And they're kind of like putting some pressure on you. You kind of feel like you're being torn this way and torn that way. So it can be tough, but, um, I don't know, I, I guess a decision will probably come soon, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I just know it's tough for him for sure. You know, I, I know what the Gomez brothers are going to, not because my last name's Gomez, by the way, but the, the struggle of maybe having love for two different countries. I don't know, Tanner, how, how do you feel? I mean, you grew up with him. You've played with him in the States your whole life, and you guys could potentially be teammates on the national team, and then he can go to your biggest rival. I'm kind of curious the dynamic on your side, like the perspective on your side. It's interesting you say that. I think I, I recently, when it was me and John, we, we talked about it on the pod that I find it crazy, you know, that, that players have to make a decision like that. I mean, it's literally the, I'd say one of the biggest rivalries in countries. I mean, I don't know any other one that's truly like it. Um, I mean, it's such a rivalry and players having to choose between it. It doesn't make sense to me, but obviously it's a, it happens a ton and, and you have a lot of players that choose um, Mexico. You have a lot of players that choose the U.S. So, it's a, it's a tough decision, and, I oh, mean, I'm, I'm lucky I don't have to make it, you know? <laughs> but you've been, Tanner, you've been around the youth national teams, probably with a lot of guys that have that option. Um, is it kind of like being a host player on a recruiting trip? Like, what do you tell these guys? Are you working with them? Are you, are you kind of always trying to include them in the team in a way that makes them um, make the choice that will eventually be the United States? 
Um, maybe, maybe a little bit, but you know, it's, I don't want to be too much of an influence on, on their decision. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, it's, I'm Tanner Tessman and it, this is Johan Gomez and he's got his own path and, and whatever he wants to choose, I support him hundred percent. Um, especially, you know, he's my, he's my brother, he's my friend. So other guys, you know, that I don't know so much, you know, I don't know their path. I don't know their families. You know, I don't know, you know, who they are, you know, I, I whatever it is. You know, being in those camps, you can see the the quality we have. I don't know what quality Mexico has, uh, what it may be. So it's it's really based on the player. So I just tell them to go with their gut and what their family wants. So, you know, Tanner seems like a, like a great guy, and he seems like he knows you very well, Johan. But do you often think like maybe there are other teammates, other fans, other sectors that don't understand just how difficult maybe the decision is for you, and will judge you no matter what? Oh, 1000 percent i know sometimes it's inevitable to see some certain comments um that you get uh, from the u.s side just as the mexican side so you can't really say oh i'm gonna choose this country because they don't bash me as much you know <laughs> you know i see when a mexican outlet pl uh, posts about me and my brother they call us like bochos or whatever like they call us americans yeah. and and when when something comes out in an american outlet talking about oh he's considering mexico it'd be like oh we don't want him because he's not fully committed to us you know what i mean so i Kind of the other day, it's kind of like what Otsil went through because he's Turkish and German, and, and it kind of seems like it's going to be that way, you know. If, mm. if you choose one country and you do badly, like they'll just say, "Oh, it's because he's American." If I go with Mexico or if I go with America, maybe they say I don't feel the colors. You know what I mean? So it definitely is a tough choice that not a lot of people understand. But at the end of the day, I think um, whatever you know, whatever any Mexican American or dual national chooses, he does it with his whole heart. Just know that. So I want to get into your kind of careers and like respective spots where you are, because you're both kind of different moments of your of your trajectories. Uh, Tanner, start with you. Uh, Syria, Venezia, like how how would you rate your year so far? Uh, that's tough. Um, coming here, you know, it was, the goal for me personally was to play as much as possible. And I've and I've played in a lot of games. I've started a few games and I want to start more games and I want to be getting more minutes. But I think uh, overall, it's been a great experience. And. And I, I've been doing well, um, better than others thought I would have and better than, you know, <laughs> some people might think. But um, I think the goal for our team is definitely to stay up, obviously. And uh, we're not doing that right now today. So that aspect, of, we need to we need to pick it up. And I think the boys are motivated and, and ready to, to, to go to battle this this Monday against Lazio. But I mean, we have tough games ahead, but um, so far, personally, it's been a solid year, but you know, it all depends what happens on decision day. So, Johan, first of all, you got to help me pronounce the name correctly. What, what, how do you pronounce where you are? Tvikau. The, the W is like a V almost. Okay, Vikau. So, so tell us really quickly about what FC Vikau is like and what, where you are, the level. What's that like? And what's the transition from being a homegrown in Major League Soccer into the European uh, setup? Yeah, so obviously, I mean, I went academy of, to, to the Academy of Porto um, two years ago, three years ago almost now. And obviously, it's a huge jump, um, you know, playing with their 19s. And then now, last year, playing with the B team and, and playing out of position. And just the whole European thing was just so new to me, obviously, with COVID coming in. Um, so that was tough. Obviously, you know, just fighting for your spot. There's not a lot of patience. Um, I thought I did well with, with uh, what I had, but I know the minutes that I got and stuff like that but I, I figured that it was time for a new challenge and I feel that I'm a striker so I wanted to go somewhere that saw me that way and um, 
You know, the third league, obviously, I spoke to Chris Richards about it. He played here with Byron, too, and Justin Che also did. So I think it's a great league. It's physical. It's tough. But um, I got a chance. And there's an American coach here, Joe Enox, who uh, has believed in me. And I think uh, thus far, obviously, it hasn't been easy at all. Um, you know, but you play against big, big-time big clubs definitely here. So I think I'm ready to take the next step soon. Johan, do you have any regrets about the decision not to like kind of try the American path? I'm always interested when guys go um, straight over to Europe and and it's not maybe like an A team. It's not the first team situation like you did with with Porto. You really got to work your way up. That's tough. Um, you know, the German third tier, you always said it's a good level. But do you have any regrets about staying in America? Or do you like kind of still feel like you made the right choice to go to Europe when you did? You know, it's it's in the back of your mind at times, you know, when, when things didn't work out at Porto, obviously you think about it. Um, but, you know, I feel like there's, as an American, obviously the MLS, I can't just say that, oh, I can, can and have a spot in MLS because that's not true. But at the end of the day, I feel in my that it's to go back to your home country, you know, and, and, and work there. If things don't work out here, I feel like I had told myself was, you know, I want to try Europe. Um, if I don't make it, whatever, but I don't want to live with that, you know, what if, you know, so I think at the end of the day, for me, this is the right decision. And I, and I know in my heart that, that I want to be here. You know, Tanner, I, I, I say this to Sebi a lot. Um, there seems to be this stigma uh, with American footballers, American coaches in Europe. And I say the passport plays against the American in Europe in this game. You're actually in Europe. You're in Venezia. It's a new club. There's American owners. So I'm sure you heard a lot of the rhetoric that American players go where the owners are. Uh, what's it like being an American in Serie A? Have you felt a certain type of stigma? Do you think, like, just because you were an American at Yank, how they considered you, that they think you're, you know, less about the game or aren't as uh, sophisticated about it? Um, I think there's definitely a stigma around it, but once you get on the field and play, I think it, it goes away for the people around you, uh, the teammates, the coaches, and the people that watch. But, uh, you know, it's we're a team and everyone makes jokes and we have we have a good time. So it comes around and people make jokes about it and to me and Busio and to the owners or whoever may be. And, but we embrace it and as well as when we make jokes about them and their pasta or whatever it may be, you know, we, they embrace it as well. So it's a, what, it's what's a good, the joke it's about the relationship. pasta? <laughs> Oh, it's it's every meal. I mean, it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, pasta, pasta, all the time. Uh, Johan, what about you? I'm interested that you mentioned your your coach in the in the third tier in Germany is American. What's it like being an American in in the lower tiers of German football? How are you received there? Um, it's interesting. Obviously, the town I live in is East Germany, so um, there's obviously a stigma around East Germany like that. So. They, it's kind of been a revelation. Obviously, you have a Mexican American show up in a small, super right city um, with curly mm. hair, and then everybody's like, "Oh, they call me like the Sunny Boy around here, or something like that, um, the American Sunny Boy, or something like that." Um, so I, I think it's pretty cool. It's 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 not common, I guess, but um, I'm also one of the youngest, so they kind of treat me like the the big times, um, trying to like you know show me the way and stuff like that, because. Obviously, in Germany, a lot of people speak English, but since I have, like, live in a small town with, obviously, you know, uh, and the city is, like, more right, you know, far right, uh, not as many speak English, so they kind of, like, sometimes there's uh, not as much communication and stuff like that, but my American coach definitely has helped me a lot in that sense. Hey, Tanner, I want to ask you about Gianluca Buzio. I mean, this kid, he's one of the top five footballers in minutes for U20 in the top five leagues. Just... 
really quickly what you've seen from him, his progression from Major League Soccer heading into Serie A and maybe, you know, I don't want to say dominating, but setting himself, cementing himself in what is uh, that starting eleven. Yeah, I mean he's he's played he's played really well for our team. He's uh he's shown that a lot of Americans can come over here and, and play in, in these leagues and and um yeah he's gonna continue to do well. He's he's got a bright future ahead of him. So, you know, I'm excited to to be a part of his path and also to see where he goes. But you know, I'm always in his corner sporting as he is mine, so it's a good relationship. What's his best position? Because I, I see him play as a deep line playmaker, like at six, and all of a sudden I see him as like a, an eight. Uh, where do you see him best on the field? What do you think is his best attribute? Ooh, his best attribute. Well, I think it's, I mean, it's got to be his passing. Um, yeah, I think he plays, I think he plays better as like, uh, as like an eight though. I don't, I don't see him, uh, Maybe in the next generation, uh, the six is kind of evolving less and less as a defender. Um, so maybe, maybe in the six, but I think he he, he can score some goals, get a six. So I'm at an eight. All right, let's uh, let you guys get one more promo in before we uh, we send you on your way. It's Chum Chat, the podcast. Uh, where can they get it, Johan? And who's going to be some of your next guests? I know you said you didn't want to put about put it out too much, but come on, let's go. It's on Football America. It's on ESPN. There you go. Yeah, of course. I think uh, 10 earlier said we weren't taking it seriously, but I mean, now is the perfect time to lock in. I mean, we have a, a shout out. To, we got a social media manager, everything, all that stuff now. So we're consistent now with it. You guys got to, yeah, you guys got to tune in now. You can find it on YouTube, the show, the visuals, but obviously Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. Um, and some of our next guests, I mean, I don't want to say too much, but we always ask our guests who they want to see. So if you guys want to know about our next guest, just look at our, our past episodes and, and maybe you can get some hints from there. All right, before we let you guys go, we got to put your hosting skills to the test. You guys host a podcast. You're doing very well with it. So a question for Sebi and a question for me. Your best question, it's going to be on Football Americas. Dude, I got a question for them. They got a social oh, media manager. We don't even have a social media manager. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Where's the budget here? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. No, I would say uh, my, my one question. I, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I have one question. You have one question, no? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode of Chum Chat. Um, we have uh, two amazing guests on today. Um, I just wanted to ask one quick question, though. Um, obviously, you got football Americas and and you're doing a great job. But what is the hardest part uh, about opening up a guest? You know, they come on a little timid, maybe not themselves. What Ooh. is like the best question or, or feel that you can get to maybe open up a guest to really give you what they what you want to hear? Can I go first, Doug? So. Yeah. I, I don't know if Seb agrees with me, but I often find just being on common ground, being a footballer or ex-footballer opens me up to a whole world of access that maybe regular media personality or journalist wouldn't have. So it's it's just being relatable with them and making them feel at ease. For me, that's what it is. And I think you get the most out of somebody when they're at ease, when they don't feel like they've got it. Because we've all seen this, right? The uh, footballer's handbook. Oh, you asked this question? Oh, here it is. Yeah, great game. Uh, what's, what's best for the team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, you want to get them to stray away from that footballer's handbook, at least in my eyes. I agree. I agree with Herc there a little bit that, like, it's definitely a different vibe if it's player with a former player, right? Because as a former player, you can just connect on a different level. I, I don't have that, so I lean on, like, other things. 
Um, and I'll give a good example. There was a very tense interview a few weeks ago. We had Bob Bradley on the show and him and I have had some kind of tense moments in the past. And of course, it was like our interview today when Tanner was a little late. So Herc was a little late. So he left me with Bob to make kind of the small talk. So I'm grasping for like anything. And, if, you know, when he starts talking about his family, oh, I have a family too. So I start talking about my family. Next thing you know, we ate up the three, four minutes. Herc slides in. We do the interview, no more tension. So I think it's always just trying to find like that thing that you can connect with them on. For you guys, with all your guests, it's usually going to be the fact that you're, you know, you both are professional footballers. Let's go, Johan. Like Shoot, that. what's it's your answer? All right, so Sebastian Salazar, Herc was going to our two guests for today. Um, they have respective success in their respective fields. Uh, so we have to ask our signature question here on Chum Chiz. We try to define success with all of our guests. And obviously, you guys are two successful guys. So we have to ask you guys, what is your definition of success? And do you think you've achieved it yet? Ooh, mm. Go ahead, Sevi. Hmm. Professionally, uh, I think success, honestly, I think success is very much tied to kind of like enjoying what you do. And if you would have told me in 2005, which is when I graduated college, um, that I would be traveling America and the world to cover soccer for ESPN, I would say I would be having a really good time. And that would be about as the pinnacle of what I could have expected to do. So. Um, I can't really ask for much more success, but you know, when you do anything for a living, and I'm sure you guys know this, um, more even urgently as professional athletes, you always then like, you want to be the best, whether that's like, I want to be the best midfielder at Venezia, or I want to be the best midfielder in Syria, or I want to be the, the best on my team. Like once you get into the space, then you want to be the best at what you do. And like, by that metric, I would tell you, no, I'm no, nowhere near successful, but that's kind of what keeps you, um, I think keeps all of us ticking on. So I think you define success first by like, are you doing something that you enjoy? And then by are you number one in that space? Right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I think if you want to define success, you have to first figure out what motivates you, right? Whether that's money, then it's okay, what have I accrued? If that's not it, then for me, for example, it's family. It's how my friends and family view me. It's, it's how I can change their life through what I do, you know, the perception I give every single day. Like my wife sees me work extremely hard at what I do. And she says, you're really passionate. That makes me feel like I've had a successful day, even though I'm not as rich as I like to be or haven't given her exactly <laughs> what I want to. It's good to know that what I do affects those around me in a positive manner. So to me, that's success because it's very easy to go by numbers. It's very easy to go by the trophies, but trust me, that will one day come to an end and the people that are still going to be there are your friends and family. Look at that. Yeah, Wise words from like both of these Gomez. That's well a first done. year on Football Americas. Johan Tanner, guys, thanks so much for the time and really appreciate it. I know I'll be listening to Chum Chat because you guys really do drop some very interesting nuggets in there when it's just the two of you. So, um, And I know you guys get some great guests as well. So we'll look forward to more episodes of the podcast and maybe we'll have you guys back on for another crossover edition of Football Americas sometime soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us on. I appreciate you, boys.